This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, happy January. This is actually the first podcast episode I'm recording in 2022. This might actually be the first time I've actually said 2022 out loud, so very exciting. Um, So you might be selling your products on your own website, or perhaps you're still in the process of creating your product. Um, If you are selling, you might be selling, as I say, on your website, you might be selling your product on Etsy or eBay or another marketplace altogether. And wherever you're selling, I hope you're doing really well. And if you're not yet selling your products, of course, um, I wish that for you too. So today I wanted to talk to you about five reasons that it might be worth considering selling your products on Amazon this year. Reason number one is lots of people shop there already. In fact, some people only seem to shop on Amazon. Um, People trust Amazon enough to hand over their card details. They probably even stored their card details on there I mean I know that I have because it makes it really quick and really easy to buy something it's literally like one button and you've made that order and very few of us want to put our details into a random website Um, I don't know if ever you've had this experience where you've seen something on a website you want to buy maybe it's come up via an ad or maybe you found it on google you've never heard of this website before you're not entirely sure if it's secure um you know raise your hand I mean I know I can't see you but raise your hand if in that situation you've ever gone to Amazon and searched for that exact same product to see if you can get it there because Amazon feels secure and you know you can trust it also another advantage is most products will be delivered the next day or possibly even sooner if you're a prime customer I know that for some products you can sometimes get same day delivery which is a massive bonus um I mean I am a huge, huge fan of buying from small businesses, I have to say. However, I can't tell you, and I'm probably being quite embarrassed to tell you, how many times I've bought something on Amazon just because I've either left it too late or I've realised I need something urgently and I just know I can get it sooner. For a customer, this obviously offers a huge benefit. Coming back to my example earlier of seeing something on a website and then going to Amazon to see if you can get it there, not only might you feel more secure about handing over your card details on Amazon or, as I say, they're possibly already in there you might also be able to get the product quicker on by ordering on Amazon rather than ordering on that third party website if the seller is offering Amazon Prime 
And that leads me on nicely to reason number two, which is FBA and Amazon Prime. So FBA stands for Fulfilled by Amazon. And this means that you as a seller would send some of your stock into an Amazon warehouse and Amazon would dispatch it to customers for you when they make an order. Um, and there's lots of reasons I think this is good. So first, firstly being Amazon can most likely pack and dispatch orders faster than you can. And that's even if you want to. Um, we all heard some quite dubious things about Amazon warehouses and the conditions there and how people are working. Um, but let's, you know, that's probably a different issue. But I guess my main point here is that if you use FBA, depending on the level of orders you get, of course, Amazon can possibly get those orders out to customers faster than you can. And it may even be slightly cheaper. Perhaps not. That's something sort of to look into when you um, decide whether to set this up. Um and the other thing to think about is that returns are usually pretty easy for the customer as well. There's absolutely no quibbling if they want to send something back. I don't think I've ever attempted to re- return something on Amazon um, and have it not approved. Um, Amazon usually make it really easy for you by sending you a code or a label and you know returns are often free not always but often um, and these are all really attractive things for a customer um, on a recent podcast episode which I'm going to link to in the show notes I spoke to Cara Sayer from Snooze Shade and Cara spoke a lot about making the buying experience really easy for the customer and yeah I couldn't agree with this more I mean yes it'll cost you as a seller to use Amazon FBA I think that it might be worth it if it helps customers have a good buying experience with you um, albeit via Amazon so if it makes them feel more secure paying from you if they can get your product faster if returns easier um, these are all really good reasons that someone might choose to buy from you on Amazon as opposed to on your own website um my top tip here is if if you do decide to consider amazon fba because as i've mentioned there is there are costs involved um it's not always cheap and of course this varies depending on your product and how big it is and how much you're selling it for and all kinds of things um so my top tip is to offer both amazon fba and fbm which is fulfilled by merchant if you can um and there's a few reasons for this one is that if you sell out of your fba stock so that's the stock in the amazon warehouse you have a backup If you make your own shipping price on Amazon free, so it's comparable, so you know, you set up your offer on Amazon twice, so once with Amazon fulfilling it, once with you fulfilling it, you have the exact same price, um, you set your own delivery as free. It means that if customers don't have Amazon Prime, they still have have an option with free shipping to buy that product from you. They're not going to get put off because I believe customers who don't have Prime, sometimes the shipping prices can be quite high. And as I say, it also means that if the FBA stock runs out and it's taken a long time to get replenished, which can happen, particularly at busy times of year, Amazon warehouses get really busy. It can take sometimes weeks, you wouldn't believe it, but it really can take weeks sometimes to actually open your boxes get things on the shelf and ready to pay hopefully you're not missing out on sales because if someone wants your product they can still order it they can still get it with free delivery albeit it might take slightly longer depending on how you dispatch Um, but they can still buy it and hopefully you'll still get that sale and my final top tip when we're talking about Amazon FBA is to only send in small quantities I know people who have sent in 500 units of something and if they don't sell as quickly as you'd like they're just sitting there and you're paying to have them there this is probably a whole other topic but my best advice is if you can avoid sending in loads of stock to Amazon then do and I I say if you can avoid it because I know that's not always possible um we don't all have access to somewhere where we can store stock but if there's any way around it whether it's putting it in a garage a spare bedroom um 
shed, anything at all to avoid sending in lots and lots of boxes that might potentially sit there for a while and cost you money. I think that's a really good idea. So let's move on to reason number three. And this is that it's not quite the same as trying to get people over to your website because they're already customers there. Let me try and explain this in the best way. So if people, if your product is what someone's looking for, I believe it can be a bit easier to convert them on Amazon than it can be on Google, for example, as they're actually there to shop. So when people are on Google looking for things, they might be looking to shop, but they also might be looking for information. Um, you don't really know what their intent is, but when people are searching on Amazon, generally they're looking to buy something. I mean, yeah, there is some SEO involved in listing your products on Amazon, just like there is on Google. But once people are on Amazon, there are strategies and tools you can use to help get that traffic to your listing. So what I mean by this is that if you have a really good, well-researched listing that contains sort of the the key things that people are searching for when they're looking for your product, much as you would if you were listing on your own site and you were using Google um, and you're using your own SEO, although it's like caveat is that sometimes the things people type into Amazon and what they type into Google are slightly different. Um, I have other episodes that talk about this to go into some more detail. If you have if you have a really good product listing, so it's it's well researched, it's written really well, you've got great images, you're off to a really good start. I would then also recommend paying for Amazon sponsored products ads for the first month or two because that really helps you to get things going to start build up sales start build up reviews you don't have to spend a lot of money but it is worth doing something to get that initial traffic Um, I've spoken about this in lots of podcast episodes before so I'm not going to go into detail now but you when you do list your products on Amazon I, I feel like I can't say this enough you can't put the listing up there however well researched it is however many keywords you have however pretty your pictures are it's just you can't expect it to necessarily sell without doing some things to drive a bit of traffic um, and these are the top things I would recommend you doing I do actually have a free guide which talks all about the things you can do to get off to a fantastic start on Amazon and I will link to that in the show notes as I say it's completely free I've got I think it's something like 37 things that you can try to get your listing set up really well and to get those initial sales. So again, I will link to that in the show notes. So the fourth reason to sell your products on Amazon this year is that you have the opportunity to sell globally because there are marketplaces all over the world. Um, In fact, there are 18 Amazon marketplaces, which gives so many opportunities for expansion if that's your end goal. Um, I do suggest starting off selling either in your own country or at the very least in just one marketplace because the logistics are often simpler. It means you can try things out. You can maybe set up a listing. You might want to tweak it. You can basically make sure that your listing is as good as it can be, that it's converting well. You can build up some reviews. And then when things are up and running, you can then look at expanding into other marketplaces. This is This is something that's fairly simple to do. I guess the harder thing, especially now, is the logistics around that. Um, But as I say, the potential is there. You don't have to just sell in your own country. If you've got a product that you feel would sell really well in a different marketplace, then you can do that. You can manage that from all within the one account. And I just think that's a really nice option to have. It's a really good way of being able to reach other customers who may never find your website. You know, if you're a UK-based company, let's say, um, someone in Australia might never come across your website and buy your products, especially as the shipping fees might be super high but let's imagine you've got your product in stock in a warehouse in Australia and the customer can buy from you then I think you've got a much better chance of making that sale. 
And the final reason, reason number five, is that it's hard. So not everyone tries and not everyone succeeds. And that might sound like such a weird thing for me to say. I'm well aware of that. But it is true. There are so many people selling lots of products that would be brilliant on Amazon that they could potentially sell really, really well. But those products never make it there because it's hard and it's scary and it's complicated. Um, And all of those things, well, no, um, I suppose all of those things are, are true to an extent. Um, I guess the one it is quite scary, especially if it's something you're not familiar with, because the interface for selling on Amazon and buying on Amazon is really different and it's not always easy. However, once you get the hang of it, it's like anything. Um, it's actually not so complicated. Um, and also there's plenty of help and support and advice out there to get you started if that's what you're looking to do. Um, I know that some sellers choose to get onto Amazon via a distributor, but then sort of what a potential issue there is you might lose a bit of control in the process. So I think that if you're able to, getting your product listed on Amazon yourself is definitely the way to go. And when I say yourself, as I say, you don't have to do this yourself. Um, there are plenty of people out there can help you. I can obviously help you. Um, and if it's something you want to discuss, do let me know. I would love to help you get your product onto Amazon. Um, little caveat to that, which I'll talk about at the end, which is that first of all, before I help anyone get their product on Amazon, I also do like to check that Amazon would be a good marketplace because for all the reasons I mentioned above, it's something you don't want to invest in unless you're pretty sure that you're going to see a return. And I should also be honest and say that there are definitely some downsides to selling on Amazon too. Um, I have a few episodes that talk about that that I'll link to in the show notes. Um, Just, you know, for the interest of balance, because I can't pretend that it's all perfect because it's, it's not. You've probably heard me talk about that. But I do think that the good reasons outweigh the reasons not to the reasons to sell on Amazon outweigh the reasons not to in many cases for many products and while I do hear and help a lot of sellers having issues on Amazon every single day there is a solution to 99% of the problems even if it takes a while for you to get there you'll probably have heard me say before that Amazon seller support isn't the greatest I have a whole episode on navigating this which I'll also link to in the show notes because you might find that useful um but my perspective on this is or has always been everything is doable it can be challenging but I do believe that it's worth it and let me run through again my five reasons that I think it might be worth you considering it this year so reason number one is there are lots of customers on there already possibly with their credit cards and address details already saved in there so it makes it super easy for them to buy from you Second reason is FBA and Amazon Prime, meaning that you can make a really pleasant buying experience for a customer that you may or may not be able to replicate elsewhere. Reason three is it's easier than on Google, in my opinion, for your product to be found and most importantly purchased because customers on Amazon are there looking to buy something. Reason number four is that you have the opportunity to sell globally. I don't want to say to do this easily because it's not easy and it's not necessarily straightforward um, but I would argue that it's possibly easier to sell globally using a platform like Amazon than it may be to do it in another way and the fifth reason which is 
possibly the one you might think is the strangest but I promise it makes sense it's that it's hard to not everyone tries and the benefit for you is that if you have a great product and you are the person who gets a product onto Amazon ahead of all your competitors who might be selling products similar to yours um, you're the first one to try um, or you're the first one to give it a really good go um, then you have a, you have a lot more opportunity than those that come after you because a lot of a lot of Amazon is about competition and generally those who are there longer, they've built up sales, they've built up reviews, you know, they're, they're, they're a little bit ahead of those that come after them. Um, and I can talk about that from both sides as well, because I've also been the person sort of trying to catch up listing products where there's already been a bit of competition and it's a lot harder. So if you're prepared to go in there, do it really, commit to doing it really well and be among the first to get in um, for products like yours. And I think that you've got a really good chance. Um, the caveat I mentioned earlier that I want to speak about here briefly is that Amazon isn't right for every product. So I'm not saying that if you're listening to this episode and you're selling products or you're thinking about selling a product soon, you should definitely get onto Amazon. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's something for you to consider. Um, but there are a few reasons that Amazon isn't right, um, either because it's just not the right marketplace. So handmade products for example tend not to do as well on Amazon as they do on Etsy or it might be that competition for product like yours is really really high and you need to spend a lot of money on advertising to even get started which may not prove profitable at least in the short term um, and if you need help working this out so if you've listened to this episode and you're thinking oh maybe my product should be on Amazon but I'm not sure or you know you're even sort of considering it and you want to think it through a little bit um, I actually offer a strategy session where I thoroughly research your products I research the competition and the potential on Amazon and I produce a detailed report that I then talk you through during a zoom call that we have together so I talk about what's involved in setting up and launching your product on Amazon including the time you need to launch how much it might potentially cost you and all the steps involved and I also give you my honest opinion about whether you should be selling your products on Amazon not only that you'll also get a bespoke market research report including competitive analysis so you can see exactly how well your competitors are doing on Amazon at the moment I give you the Amazon sellers checklist which sets out all the steps you need to get your product launched on Amazon and the Amazon launch guide that I mentioned earlier which will help you get off to a great start if you're interested you can book this in via a link in the show notes or you can go to vickyweinberg.com for more details or as always you can contact me vicky at vickyweinberg.com if you have any questions so I hope this has given you something to think about as always I love to hear from you if you have any questions or comments on this episode please do let me know um I do plan to record a few more of these solo episodes this year because um, I love talking to you and um, while I I absolutely love having guests and um, that's one of my favourite things on this podcast is when I get to interview someone and hear about their story but I also do like to hear to talk to you directly and I also have feedback that you also want to hear from me which is lovely thank you so I will aim to do a few more of these episodes this year and if there are any topics you particularly want me to cover of course um, just let me know email again vicky at vickyweinberg.com you can find me on instagram you can find me on facebook please do come and join my free facebook community um, and that is it for this week have a lovely week I'll be back with another episode next week and until then take care 
Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave me a review. That really helps other people to find this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and do tell your friends about it too if you think that they also might enjoy it. You can find me at vickyweinberg.com. There you'll find links to all of my social channels. You'll find lots more information, all of the past podcast episodes and lots of free resources too. So again, that's vickyweinberg.com. Take care, have a good week and see you next time.
If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.